I'm Patrick Bedivy, your host of ITM, and today I'm going to share with you eight conflict resolution tips for entrepreneurs. Number one, the first way people handle conflicts is the lowest level. This is people who are stubborn, close-minded, I don't want to hear about it, I don't even want to deal with it, I'm purely stubborn. This person I recognize very well because that's who I was for the first 22 years of my life. I knew it all, I was stubborn, don't tell me anything, I'm good to go, okay, stubborn. The second level is somebody that accommodates. These are people that are passive, they conform, oh, okay, no problem, you guys wanna go there? I really don't want to, but no problem. Oh, I really don't wanna do that, but I get it, I don't wanna make you mad, no problem, conform, 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 conform. Second level, it's not as bad as stubborn, but it's pretty bad to be conforming all the time, you're always accommodating. The third level is avoiding. No, I'd rather not talk to her. You know what, I can't even stand what she said the other day. Why don't you call her? No way, I would never call her. I can't believe what he just said in the other business meeting. How dare he call me out like that in that business meeting? Why don't you give him a call? No way, I'm not gonna call him up. Avoidance, 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 avoidance. And all of these conflicts in your life add up. You're carrying a 500 pound backpack if you're constantly avoiding conflict. You are, because you're afraid of avoiding it. If you are that level. Number four is somebody that Compromises. You hear a lot of times people say, well, I compromise. You know, I'm willing to compromise. Babe, why don't we compromise? Some people think compromise is the highest level. You know, in marriage, you got to compromise. I don't know about that. I think you do. Well, no, you don't. Yeah, you have to compromise. Why do I have to compromise? I don't want to compromise. Maybe she has the better choice. But you have to compromise because it's healthy for marriage. It's healthy for business. I don't think so. The highest level is collaborate. What is collaborating means? Maybe your idea is better than mine. Maybe spending the million dollars in the area that you are suggesting is going to give us 80% return on the million. Maybe my million is going to make us 40%. Maybe you are right. If I compromise, we meet halfway. I give you half a million, I keep a half a million. No, no. Collaboration means, tell me what you're thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. That's what you're thinking? Oh, okay. God. Well, I hate to say it. She's right. I want to go with your side. That's the five levels. By the way, Please don't take this as me, the expert, is saying this. I'm automatically putting myself at the highest category. I've had to work to get up to this point. The bigger I wanted to get with my business every single year, I had to remind myself to get closer to collaboration and lower compromise, lower than being just a person that accommodates. I wanted to get to collaboration, and it helped my business grow. So now, now that we know the five levels, you have to assess yourself and say, I think I'm level two. I think I'm level three. By the way, this is not a scoring system on whoever gets the highest score wins. You just have to be very honest with yourself. Again, address the conflict with yourself. Maybe you are level one, maybe you are level two. And how has that worked for you? If it hasn't worked for you, then you gotta change. I ask a very simple question every time I'm trying to challenge somebody to improve. Your way of thinking got you to where you're at right now. Are you happy with where you are right now? If you say yes, don't change your way of thinking. If you said no, guess what? We have to change your way of thinking. And every single time I wanted to grow to the next level, I had to change the stubborn human being's way of thinking. This guy, I'm not talking at you, this guy. And every time I change here, everything in my world changed. So now let's talk about how to handle conflicts. Okay, so number one, when you're looking at a conflict, you have to be very hard on the conflict, soft on the person, if you're dealing with a human conflict. So I, you know, I can't believe you did this. How could you do something like this? Da, 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 da. Hard on a problem, soft on a person. 
Hard on a problem, soft on a person. If you're hard on a problem, soft on a person, the person's willing to take your feedback. That's number one. Number two, every time you have a conflict, you are trying to, you know, shorten the lifespan of the conflict. Let me explain to you. Think about what's going on around the world right now. I mean, we saw earlier last year, I think, North Korea and South Korea met. Imagine how many years that conflict has been going. What if they were to meet each other sooner? What if they would have had a meeting? Think about an in-law. Don't want to meet each other. Lifespan. It's been seven years. I don't want to meet my in-laws. I don't want to meet my, you know, daughter's, you know, mother. I don't, I don't want to meet her at all. Seven years, six years. Simply a conversation because you're not willing to sit down together. You want to figure out a lifespan of a conflict and shorten it as much as possible. So how do you do that? First, you got to gather data. So somebody comes up to you and says, oh, you know what? We're facing this issue in the company right now. And let me tell you what's going on, okay? Or your kid comes up to you like, just yesterday, I got a call. Uh, my kid punched a kid in the face. My wife calls me and my wife says, they kicked Patrick out of practice. What do you mean? The coaches came and said, your son can come back here. We're going to watch the videos, but he cannot come back to practice. I call my son. Here's one thing about my son. My son is not afraid of the truth. I know which one. Okay, this is not the marketer. This is the one that's very, very serious. Very serious, right? He says, Daddy, I'm telling you, he punched me first. I said, buddy, here's the one thing with you. You tell me the truth, I'm going to back you up. If you lie to me, I can't defend you. Dad, I'm telling you, he punched me in the stomach first. So I called the owner of a soccer place. I said, let me ask you a question. Did this take place? And he says, uh, what do you mean? I said, my son is telling me this, and I know my son. This is not the marketer's son. He tells me the truth. He tells me such and such. And he says, sir, I, I apologize. I said, you sent him off today in front of his peers. This is an embarrassing moment for him. I'm not okay with this. But if he made the mistake, I need to know. Because he's going to have a conversation with me later on tonight. But if you made the mistake, you need to apologize, not me. He says, no problem. Let us go look at the tapes. They look at the tapes. They call me three hours later. You know what they say? Sir, we looked at the tapes. We apologize. Your son was punched in the stomach and your son reacted. If it was me, I would have reacted the same way your son reacted because I see it on the tape. I said, no problem. We just wanted to apologize to you, sir. I said, sir, you don't need to apologize to me. I'm not hurt by this. My son needs an apology from you and his head coach. So I said, matter of fact, your coach needs to call as well. Then the coach called. I talked to the coach. I said, I'm going to bring my son to practice next week. When he comes, you need to sit in front of him, look at him in the eyeball and tell him, you apologize to him. He didn't make the mistake. He said, no problem. I said, fine, I'll bring him to practice. Then I brought it. What's the point there? I had to gather data. I had to sit there and say, what is his side of the story? What is the school side of the story? What is my wife's side of the story? What is the owner's side of the story? And what is the truth? So once you gather data, the next thing you do is you qualify the conflict. What do we mean by qualifying the conflict? So you have all the data, you start looking at trends. Is this repeated? Is it happening? Is it continuously happening? It is real. It is repeated. We got to qualify. This is a real conflict that we're dealing with here. Then you quantify the conflict. What is quantify? Quantify is you got to put a number to it. How urgent is it? Very. It's a nine. Okay, we got to address it right now. It's a one. Come on, guys. I don't have time for this. You guys handle this because urgency is low. How serious is the conflict? It is a nine. I'm involved. Not that serious. You guys handle it, right? So you qualify. The higher it is, the more I'm needed. The lower it is, the less I'm needed. Assuming this is, you have leaders that can handle within their departments, you leave it up to them. Because, you know, in order to also develop leaders, you got to have a lot of your guys that handle problems and conflicts themselves, and they only come to you when it's very high. So now, let's debrief. Number one, you gather data. Number two, you qualify the conflict. Number three, you quantify the conflict. Number four, do not hyperbolize the conflict. Meaning, don't start promoting the conflict. Oh my gosh, you guys won't believe what happened. 
So now you're recruiting more people into the problem. You don't need to do that. I did a conference call the other day to my executive team, and I told them about an issue I face. And they're like, Pat, you really face this issue? I said, yes. But this is how I give you guys problems. I tell you guys about a problem or a challenge I'm facing after it happens. Why? Because if I'm going through it, you have your own problems. Why am I going to add other problems I'm personally dealing with into your life? You don't need it. Let me first see if I need it. Then if you need to, I'll come and tell you. But I got it. I'm not trying to bring more problems into other people's lives because momentum goes lower. A lot of times we have the habit of, hey, did you hear about what happened? Hey, did you hear about what happened? Hey, did you hear about what happened? You're indirectly recruiting eight, nine other people into your problem. You're hyperbolizing and you're getting other people to be less efficient in their problems. First, if you can handle it yourself, then ask for help. So do not hyperbolize when you have an issue you're facing. So now if the conflict is bigger and you're sitting there saying, well, I don't really know how to handle this on my own, get a second opinion. Have somebody, just like you know, folks have an advisory board, a board of directors, some de- decisions I call my board on. Some decisions, I'll just call and say, I need 10 minutes of your time. Hey, here's what we're going through. What do you think about this? Da, 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 da. Oh, you know what? That was great. I cannot tell you, I've said this so many times, if you ask any employee that works with me closely, if you ask any of my directors, any of my executives, any of my board members, they will tell you, Patrick's most common question he asks is, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? The bigger the problem, I ask more people. The smaller the problem is just the people that are directly involved. But get a second opinion if you're kind of stuck on what you need to do. Then the higher the problem, go to the higher uh, ups, people to help you. The lower it is, just ask somebody that you work with on a day-to-day basis. Okay, so we've already dealt with that. The next thing you do is you either deal direct or you let it go. Let me explain what I mean by this. I get a lot of people that call me and say, you won't even believe what this person said to me the other day. Can you live with it? Uh, No. Then you got to call them up. Can you live with it? Yes, then let it go. Yeah, I'm just going to let it go. I said, because you bring this up again next week, you got to call them up. But if you don't bring it up, that means you let it go. So don't tell me let it go and bring it up again, because I don't want to hear about it again. No, Pat, it, it kept me up at night. Then you got to call them up. Don't bring, me, don't bring it up to me until you call that person up. So either deal direct or let it go. Too many times we just kind of hang on to something and you're getting killed because that's problem you're hanging on to and you don't want to bring it up. Spouse, friend, business partner, coworker, just bring it up. It's so much easier if you just bring it up. Next, listen, this is going to be very hard to do, very, very hard to do, because uh, I'm assuming you're watching this, whoever that's watching this, you're an entrepreneur, an executive, a CEO, founder, you are who you are because you have pride, you have an ego, that helps you out, but it also can hurt you. Let me explain to you what I mean by this. If you allow your pride and ego to get in the way of problems and conflicts, you're not going to have the highest return when dealing with conflicts. Let me explain to you what just took place right now, okay? My wife and I were fixing up one of our, one of our homes, okay? And we have this paint job that we had to do. It's a bigger dollar amount. It's not a $20,000 paint job. It's a bigger dollar amount because it's a bigger house we're dealing with. So we're spending a lot of money on the paint job. So she gets the payment on what it needs to be paid. And she agrees to it. No problem. Okay. Then all of a sudden, they start the job. They finish the second floor. Second floor is over with. Next thing you know, yesterday at 6 p.m., my wife comes into my office. She's a little bit nervous. I said, what's going on, babe? Uh, babe, I have to talk to you. I'm like, listen, I'm in a meeting. Is this urgent? Yes. I said, okay, let's step outside. We step outside and we talk. She said, babe, remember how I told you the paint job for the house was going to be this much? I said, yes. It's going to end up being this much. I said, no way. Yes. I said, babe, you've been crystal clear with everybody on this situation. I have been, babe, but this is what they said. I said, we're not doing that. So I had a meeting with them. After having a meeting with them, this is a very big paint company. The CEO of the company came and met with me today. And we sat here. And I said, and he's like, so tell us your situation. I said, wait a minute. I said, you first have to tell us why you're here. What's your outcome? And what do you know? He said what he said. 
Then I pointed at the guy who gave the estimate. I said, did you ever confirm this total amount with my wife? Sir, I never did. I need you to know this. Honey, tell him what your situation is. She explained. She's done. Now, my wife, she doesn't over-exaggerate. She's just very simple. If you see my wife, you, she just, this is who I am. And she's like extremely organized and prepared. Like my wife can tell you every single second, every time she nursed our children, every one of our kids, for an entire year, she has all the notebook. Do you realize I don't have a single assessment of how many times I did anything, you know, for nursing and all this other stuff. She's like, hey, we have three kids. Awesome. This woman is super organized with everything, right? So she presents it to them. And she does it in a very, here's what we did, here's what we talked about, here's what you told me, this is the one thing. And I noticed the CEO is being a little bit of a jerk to my wife. I'm looking to this guy. And he's like trying to bully a little bit. I'm like, listen. And here's what I told him. <laughs> I said, um, let's call him Mike. I said, Mike, listen, you seem like a man with a lot of pride. You're from Texas. I can respect it. I'm also a man with a lot of pride. I'm from Iran. Believe me, we have a lot of pride. You run a business, I run a business. We're not negotiating here. We're telling you he made a mistake. So you are either going to make it good or you're not going to make it good. This is not a debate. Like, we're not going back and forth. We don't do back and forth. You've made it clear you've made a mistake, okay? So now, in situations like this, as a CEO, I have one of two choices. Either I can be a dick, which you can be. That's your right. You can be that person to us. And then you walk away and you win. You say, you're at fault. You should have known because this is the thing. Fine. You may win the argument short term, but I guarantee you lose long term. Because when it comes down to me, I'm driven by principles. That's how I am. I'm a principle guy. And so if you're a principle guy and you want to have a relationship with somebody like me, because if we overcome this conflict together and we set aside your ego and my ego, we find some way to collaborate knowing whether you made the mistake or I made the mistake, we move forward. But I want to make one thing very clear. This is not a negotiation. So what do you want to do, Mike? Long pause, 20 seconds. Takes a breath, and you know the kind of a breath, like you know you're wrong. He says, okay, this is our fault. We're going to make it good. I said, fair. I said, first of all, I want to apologize to you because I was uh, very uh, uh, tough on you yesterday, and I love the way you handled yourself. This is a sales guy. I said, I just want you to know, your sales guy, not an ounce of him comes across as somebody that's trying to mislead and misrepresent. He made a mistake. He just manned up to it. I just want to let you know I have respect for you on the way you handled it. Then he came back. We went back and forth. And at the end, he stuck around at the office. He's like talking. We wouldn't let my wife come. I'm like, look, we got work to do here. He says, if we do you good, will you please write a great review about us? What do you think the answer is? Of course we're going to write a killer review about what you did. But I respect him because he was willing to set aside his pride. Even though this is a man that's an A-type personality in Texas with muscles at 60 years old, he looks like Jerry Jones on steroids is what he looked like. But I respect the way he handled it. Now, obviously the job's got to get done before everything is good. But if you allow your pride and your ego again the way I've done it many times in my career, you will lose. You have to figure out a way to set that part aside. And last but not least, this is how I think about when I think about conflicts. Anybody that works with me closely will tell you this. I don't like dead weight. I hate dead weight. I cannot stand dead weight. Dead weight to me is a problem that we solved two years ago that keeps resurfacing. I don't like it. Not in my marriage, not in my friendships, not in the business life, not in my health, none of it. Nothing. I don't like dead weight. I like permanent solutions so we don't have to come back and revisit it. Meaning, whatever way you go through, you come up with your game plan at the end on how to address your issue that you're dealing with, whatever problem you're dealing with right now,
Don't come up with a solution that's going to just fix it for a month or two months or three months or a year. Come out with a permanent solution. Come out with something that you don't have to come back and revisit. With that individual, with you, with the group, with everybody involved, with the business owner, whoever it is, that's a spouse, anybody. Come out with permanent. And explain to the other person that you're trying to solve the conflict with why you're looking for permanent, not temporary. And they will respect you even more. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five-star. Write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick David, And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.